We are also brought to you guys by Monarch Social. Now, Monarch Social isn't just another social media marketing company because they're going to take care of you on all your digital marketing fronts from SEO to beautifully designed websites to custom videography. And if you want to know more about that, you got to check out the video they did for me uh, on the Thinking Project Facebook group um, because it was absolutely phenomenal. They absolutely killed it. Morgan and his team take really good care of you. They walk you through every step of the process and the communication is on point. So if you need a custom video, a beautifully designed website, if you need uh, custom social media ad campaigns, Monarch Socials, where it's at. They also have a podcast they release every Friday where they bring you a ton of value. So check them out, monarchsocialbrand.com, or you can find them wherever uh, you're on social media because they're probably there too. So check them out, monarchsocialbrand.com and get your digital marketing rolling. Okay, guys, we're also brought to you by Hepius. Hepius is your number one place to go for premium CBD products that won't break the bank. And I promise you guys that if you check these out, you won't be disappointed. They've got something for everybody. It's THC free, which means it comes with a work safe guarantee. Whether you need a roll on for your muscles and your joints, you need a sleep aid to get your day ending right, or you need uh, their number two that get your day started right. Uh, they got something for everybody. They're quality, uh, lab tested, third-party tested. It's all good. Go check them out, hepiusmed.com, H-E-P-I-U-S-M-E-D.com, and tell them that The Thinking Project sent you. All right, what's up, everybody? So today I had the pleasure of interviewing Lawrence Boswell of Boswell Photography, but before I get started on that, I wanted to shout out to the unofficial sponsor of this episode, Sheffield Cider. Uh, you can go grab any of their drinks, uh, sheffieldcider.com. So we had four. Lawrence and I tried one today, and uh, it was fantastic. I thought it was great. Um, but Aside from that, thanks to everybody who's uh, joining my Facebook group, following me on Instagram. Uh, you guys are the real MVPs. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for blowing up that 100th episode. Um, we're really reaching everybody. So uh, continue to share this. Continue to subscribe. You guys are awesome. Uh, Lawrence Boswell has an amazing story. He uh, came from Idaho, but he's been all over the place. We talked about Portland, Oregon for a while uh, and really his story and how he found himself in photography. So I think you guys are really going to enjoy this one. So without further ado, Lawrence Boswell. Welcome, everybody. This is Don Jensen. And you're tuning into The Thinking Project. Are we hot? Can, can you see the, yep. can you see everything? We're live. Cool, man. Well, Lawrence, how do you say your last name? Yeah, Boswell. Boswell. I wanted to say Boswell, but um, I've also butchered too many names. <laughs> That's okay. So, so, uh, so we're going to try this. Lawrence, I hope you're okay with it. Yeah. We're going to try this Sheffield Cider. It's out of Washington. It's a company out of Washington. Um, I got a couple of bottles. So we're just going to try this apple cherry cider. Do you like cider? Yeah. When was the first time you tried apple cider? I used to live in Oregon, actually. So no I grew kidding. up with the real apple cider. Yeah. Real apple cider. <laughs> where, well, where this is from? from Washington. Um, Portland area. Like yeah, where? Okay, what part? Because like Tualatin. Yep. Oh, yeah. My sister okay. lives there. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah. I was, well, she doesn't live now. She lives out in, um, yeah, just outside Redmond now. But, oh, you know, cool. She, she was in Tualatin forever. I grew up um, 160, 134th and Halsey in the Park Rose District, Gresham. Okay. That yeah, right next town. to uh, uh, Glendivere Golf Course. Okay. It's like Glendivere Golf. And I went to college out there. Oh, the cool. first little bit of college in Portland. Awesome. And so, yeah, man, we had fun. 
Yeah, my parents live out and they we've lived there our whole lives. Forever. Yeah. We love Portland. I love what, the twelve. What, what brought you to Utah? Yeah. Well, I've kind of lived everywhere. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a series of events, but um I went to college in Idaho and then okay. I didn't want to stay in Idaho. And I had a friend in Utah that was willing to rent me a room, so <laughs> I rented a room and found a job and cool. bounced from job to job until cool till now. There you go. What, um, what, what college did you go to in Idaho? BYU, Idaho. BYU, Idaho. Right mm-hmm. on. Did you like BYU, Idaho? Um, you can be honest on here. I liked way. it. I think I actually did really like it for the time I was there. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> That's good. Ooh, yeah. Wow. There's not a lot is there's not a lot in this as I thought there was. You have to share with It's okay. You don't have to give me a lot. No, that's all right. Yeah. So when did well, you go gotta, to BYU Idaho? What years were you up there? Um, 2010 to 2016. Does anybody know when they changed to four year? About I know. 2000. I was about 2000 or 2005, maybe. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Something like that. That's crazy. What did you go to school for? Psychology. Right. Nice. <laughs> nice. I think that's so great when people go to college for one thing and then totally end up different. Oh, totally. I think that happens a lot more than, than people realize. Yeah. Personally. I agree. Why, why do you think that happens, man? I don't know. I think, I think life just kind of pulls you in different directions according to like how you're living your life and who you are as a person. Yeah. I think it takes a while to, to really know who you are and yeah. your talents and what fits best. Yeah. I, I changed my major like three or four times and then I landed in accounting and I went back to sales. Oh, nice. So, yeah. So I got this weird one. Let's try this, man. All right, okay. Let's try this. I'm excited. Actually, I've had this sitting <laughs> on the shelf for a long time. Apple cherry. It's sparkly, mate. You like that's you like pretty it? Sweet. I, it yeah, is again. <laughs> it's it's very sweet. Yeah, it's sweet. It's not bad though. It's good. No, it's really good, yeah. but it is sweet. I can taste like the and I can taste the um, um stuff, like uh, the cherry. Yeah, it's very tart. Yeah, it's very tart. It's kind of subtle though. Yeah. But these guys are out of Washington. Nice. So we'll do another episode where we uh. And it is chilled, by the way. We did chill it. And so we'll do a pure carbonated apple juice with cherry concentrate. All right, man. I guess that's what real apple juice tastes like, though. Right. That's crazy, man. Yeah, my, my grandpa used to make cider, so. Yeah. The real deal. Yeah, seriously. Apples out of the backyard. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let me, let me turn this off. Well, that's really good, man. So, um, tell us like, uh, you thought, you thought the cider was good? Yeah. Right on, dude. So you go to college at BYU, um, Idaho. Mm-hmm. And then when did you start getting into photography? Has that always been a hobby of yours or did you pick it up? Yeah. So I've been doing photography for probably seven or eight years now, just on the side. Okay. Um, kind of really got into it in college actually okay. did a lot of like engagements for my <laughs> <course>. friends, <laughs> you know, yeah. graduation photos, all that. Um, and then actually just recently I decided to go full time last year. Wow. What yeah. made you want to go full time? That's a great question. <laughs> so I feel like I have to explain like two or three different events just to get right. to the point. So I'm going to do deal. that. Yeah, deal. Let's do so it. So after college, I came to Utah. I had a job working with autistic teenagers for a little bit. Okay. Didn't like that job very much because it was super hard. And then I found a job 
as a city planner. Oh, <laughs> so I was a city planner for three years. Wow. <laughs> um, Holy cow, man. So at the beginning of 2020, they actually laid me off, unfortunately, because oh, of their budget. They okay. had budget cuts. And so apparently I was one of them that needed to <laughs> go. Um, so after being laid off, I moved to Bountiful. And then I didn't have a job and the pandemic hit. Um, Costco was hiring, so worked at Costco for a little while. Okay. And then I was like, I have a bachelor's degree and I have some talents. <laughs> Why don't I just Costco. do photography full time? Yeah. Like, what am I doing working at Costco? <laughs> and so. Good for you. Yeah. I just literally quit one day. I just went in and I was like, hey, this is my last shift. That, good for you, man. I didn't really have any clients lined up and I've just been hustling ever since. Wow. Yeah. Well, you're all over Connect Utah. That's, I, I think that's how we met, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I like that group, man. There's a lot of cool people in that group. A lot of people who um, kind of get drowned out, I think. I agree. There's uh, so many people in that group and who just, I mean, it's good. The organizer, Roger, does very well with the group, I think. Um, I think his, some of his rules are a little strict. Some of them, he, he gets kind of carried away with some of them. But overall, it's like a really good group. Like, it's really good. Have you seen a lot of, like, success from being in that group? Um, I think... I find a lot of success like networking in that group. I've gotten a okay. few gigs, sure, but I think mostly it's just networking and building relationships. I think okay. that's been the the biggest benefit of that group for me. Yeah, and and using those relationships to hopefully you know to turn into gigs and to turn into what I mean. What are you hoping to do with like the networking? You know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. So yeah. it has turned into gigs. It's okay. just been interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. What yeah. do you mean by interesting? Well, it's just interesting because <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty well known in Connect Utah, but I've only yeah. had a few gigs from that group. I don't However, think, a lot yeah. of people have like talked to me about other people that they know. And so I end up getting hired through someone that I know yeah. through Connect Utah. Yeah. So it's, I'd say it's interesting <laughs> because I didn't expect Facebook in general to be my income, but right now it's probably 90% of my income. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. Mm. And Connect Utah is I was talking to a friend about this and connect Utah is one of those places where not a lot of people will are willing to spend the money. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's a very cheap organization. Yes. It's that's really, really the is. biggest <laughs> struggle. Yeah. yeah. And I, it, you know, I, I, dude, it was kind of weird, man. Like I'll, I'll put posts on there that are kind of random, you know, I'll be like, like this last post I had like a few, yeah, a couple likes, but it was like around 160, maybe 200 comments. And it was just like, what, what could you talk about for an hour? Like, what could you talk about forever? And people were just blowing it up. And then I'm like, Hey, I'll teach anybody about sales and it's $2. Cause you gotta help, just help me cover the charge of zoom. Right. And like crickets. It was like two bucks. Oh, totally. The minute and, you put a dollar amount, no one comments. No one's over, no one's over there. Dude. No, it's very strange. Cause I've, I've been in sales for a really long time and I've never run into that problem. Interesting. Like, like, um, and I sold cars and machines and I sell software now. Um, and I've never like, when you bring up money with professionals, it's a very professional conversation. Even if you don't end up getting the deal, like no one's really scared and they'll, they'll most of the time they'll reach back to you. Uh, but in that group, man, it's like, yeah. Even a dollar. I know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> However, what I found, and this is the interesting part, All right. is so when I first started in Connect Utah, yeah, I would find the same problem. I'd be like, yeah, this is what I charge for a session. Yeah. And everyone was like, yeah, no, that's outside of my budget. <laughs> okay, cool. But now that I've 
like pretty well known and everyone has like, I guess, connected with me or yeah. you know, mentioned my name or whatever, which has been really nice. Yeah. Unfortunate. Now, like I have gotten some clients from connect Utah and they're like, that's really cheap. You should raise your prices. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, okay. Now you want to pay my prices, I guess, after knowing me for six months. Yeah. Well, that, I guess so, that's part of it, right? It's yeah. like once people know you, they're willing to pay for it. But yeah, it's, it's definitely strange. There is like a free kind of like a freebie mentality on there that, that I've, that I've seen, at least yeah. I've seen quite a bit. Um, that's in Utah in general. Yeah. I, yes. <laughs> I call them. Yeah. I used to, we worked in sales in Bountiful and we used to call them Bountiful bottom feeders. <laughs> but yeah, that might be mean, but some, some of them deserved it. Like we had a guy who we were going to put a, he wanted a transmission cooler in, a, in his pilot. And he was like, I just want the parts. And I'm like, you know, you have to take, do you have a, you know, do you have a lift to get that transmission out of your car? He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, bro, you got to take the whole transmission out of this car to put that in. And he's like, oh, I didn't know that. I was like, what did you think you were going to do with a transmission cooler, bro? <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. And then I charged him double because I was pissed. I was like, <laughs> dude, you can't do Don't, don't try to jeep, especially on your car. Anyway, that's right. just like, <laughs> it's just the Utah mentality for sure. So, but what ultimately brings you, brought you to Bountiful? Cause if I could live in Portland, I, I totally, I at least would try. Right. Well, not because in Portland I, anymore. No, outside maybe, Portland. <laughs> but I like, no, like Gresham oh, or, yeah. um, like Lake Oswego or I'd really like to go to the coast, man. Yeah. But, but what brought you here? It's a good question. Um, life, life. Yeah. <laughs> I've just been kind of like going with the flow with yeah. my life, to be honest. I feel like I've been pushed in so many ways to finally where I'm at is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Kind of like neglected it for so long. And then life was like, no, this is like <laughs> your path. So you should start <laughs> taking it. And it ends up being Utah. I actually thought about moving to Oregon just because I wanted to get out of Utah. Mm -hmm. But I started taking on clients here last year. And now that I'm a little bit more established and building a clientele, doesn't make sense to move yeah. quite yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a good book. And if you, especially if you're a portrait photographer, right? Yeah. Um, I would say if you're a landscape, you got it. Well, I mean, Utah's good for landscape too. Maybe you just travel between two. Books. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's crazy, man. So you, so you're doing photography now. Um, I'm, I'm actually interested in like your Costco experience. I feel like a lot of people have those like experiences where they're like, they know they're in this gig and they're like, dude, I just got to leave. Right. So what, tell me more about that experience. Like you're in Costco, but, but you know that there's something better, right? Right. Um, so Costco had its pros and cons. Yeah. I was moving into Bountiful from Eden. So brand new city, didn't know anyone. Costco allowed me to have a social life. Okay. That's and, fair. Yeah. That's which great. was nice. I was able to like kind of build myself up in a new place. However, after a while, I just got physically and emotionally worn down from Costco. A lot of people don't realize that you're literally running around for six hours straight. Yeah. And more, lifting heavy things and putting them in carts and all that jazz. So it's, it's a workout. Plus I actually work out at the gym. So I was almost <laughs> like doing two workouts <laughs> six days a week. And my body was literally breaking down. I had injuries all the time. Wow. And then I was just so like emotionally and mentally exhausted because my schedule is never the same. 
So I would get a day off here or there, maybe two days off mm-hmm. in a row, but I could never really plan stuff with people because sometimes my days off were in the middle of the week and no one, yeah, no one had time. Yeah, seriously. So social life kind of went down <laughs> at mental energy, physical energy, obviously yeah. due to injuries. And so I was to this point where I had a friend who was also a photographer and he was like, do you want to just do photography with us? We do real estate photography. I'll teach you what I know. And I was like, that sounds way better than working at Costco. Yeah, seriously. Um, long story short, that didn't work out, but for the best, of course, like, yeah. pushed me in the way that I was supposed <laughs> to go. But I, I was just so sick of yeah, just being drained. So I, it really does drain you. Like, yeah. I like what you said though. There's a lot of pros and cons because there was actually somebody who posted on connect Utah and I think it was in, um, maybe not connect Utah, but somewhere on, on a Facebook group I'm in and they were talking about, um, your, like, uh, your day job. Like what did your nine to five, did you get anything out of your nine to five? Like it was very condescending. Like hopefully he was like, he was trying to get people to like bag on a nine to five. Right. And I was like, dude, my nine to five sent me to sales trainings and leadership trainings that I never would have gotten anywhere else, but I'm the same as you, right? Like I got, we got, you got the benefits. You kind of, you kind of gave you a foothold and then you just left, man. Like, I think that's what life is supposed to do. Right. You're supposed to take those opportunities and, and love them for what they are and then use them for what they were supposed to be used for. Right. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, because I feel like a lot of people are in that situation. Yeah, I agree. And you didn't have any, you didn't have a book of business at all. man. I mean, I had one wedding booked and I didn't even charge that much for the wedding and I don't do wedding photography. Yeah, yeah, well, I, mean, I have done some, but I, that's just not my niche. So really I only had like one client going out Wow, and dude. I was like, I got a I got to hustle. That's cool. I, yeah, I know photography. Like yeah. I was so, always scared to do photography full time, but yeah. then I was like, this is my opportunity. So better make and, it work. And were you plan like when you, when you got to Costco, were you planning on being like, was that, did you know that that was temporary? At the I time? Mean, I mean, no, like, okay. which is weird. Yeah. Like I, I was like, all right, I, I guess I'll just stay at Costco for a while until I wanted to go back to grad school as well. Okay. And okay. actually finish my psychology degree. Okay. Um, like, like a master's? A master's. Okay. Yeah. And so I was, I was thinking, okay, well, Costco is a stable job. It pays. Okay. <laughs> I should stay until I go back to grad school. Yeah. But I just couldn't handle it anymore. Yeah. That's terrible. And now I make three times more money than I did at Costco. So why would I go back? Yeah. You never go back. Right. What did, uh, yeah. And you shouldn't go back. Right. Um, what, uh, how did you start building your book of business? As a photographer, social media, Facebook. that was it, dude. You just started rolling. Yeah. I mean, I used what little personal connections I had on my own profile uh-huh. because people know that I'm a photographer. So I have some support from that, but connect Utah. I'm part of a couple other groups for actors and models. Cause cool. I do headshots for them. That's cool. Offered discounted, you know, photo sessions at first just to get people to know me and know yeah. my work. And then, yeah. I was posting like every day on all the social medias. You got to, man. I was like, yeah. I was, you got to, bro. I was hustling. Yeah. I, how scary was that for you? It was really scary. <laughs> I mean, I had a little bit of a savings, but I knew I would run out after three months. So I was like, I well, better hey, make this work. At least you had, at least it was three months. Yeah. Because I know some people who got zero. 
That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I want to start something. And I'm like, well, you got to use that nine to five, like use that nine to five, which is supposed to be used for build up something, you know? Right. So that you can start your gig. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's great, man. Yeah. I, uh, I like that. That's part of the, that's part of why we do this podcast is because there's a lot of people out there who, who need to hear that stuff. It's like, dude, you can do this. Right. If you really want to do this, you can do this. Yeah. I totally agree. Put yeah. your mind to it. You can do it. <laughs> That's great, man. So how long you said you've been doing photography for this long. Um, how did you learn photography? Was it just on your own? Like, like YouTube or friends or what did you do? Um, yeah, mostly self-taught. So my dad had like a really old DSLR camera in. and in <laughs> high school I like played around with it. Yeah. Took horrible pictures. Right, <laughs> and right. then college is when I invested in my own camera and then I just went to town, YouTube, any online courses. Sometimes I would buy just to learn lighting just buy and, something, yeah. and how to use a camera. And yeah. I practiced like crazy on all my friends in yeah. college. <laughs> They're all my models. That's great, yeah. man. <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome. What, what sites do you, you paid for some courses. What sites did you go to? Do? Um, creative live is a really good. I've um, heard of that. Okay. Source for yeah. photographers. Yeah. Especially for posing or lighting or any type of Photoshop technique. Okay. Also there's a guy on YouTube called Flern, Aaron Nace with Flern. Okay. And, um, he's excellent. Most of his videos are free. I've learned a lot just from his free videos, but that's cool. I did a subscription a little bit as well to get sure. some extra content, some, some extra features. I think yeah. that, that, I mean, and people, so people will tell me like, why would I pay for a course or something like that? And I'm like, well, why'd you pay for college, man? Right. Most of these classes are cheaper than a college class. Like most people, I mean, either they, they don't know, or they forgot that like college is, you know, five, 600 a credit. And most classes are three credits, right? So you're paying more for a gen ed class that <laughs> it's and probably not you're specializing in. Yeah, yeah. That's probably not what you're going to graduate in, but they make you have it anyway. Right. Uh, versus like what, I mean, the most I've spent for an online course was probably a couple hundred bucks. And right. it taught me more than, you know, more than anything. Right. And books. I'm a book guy. I love my books. Oh, totally. <laughs> Are you a book guy? Yeah. Was, all right. What book do you recommend the most to people? Oh, are you, are you fiction book, nonfiction, both? Okay. So psychology background, I'm a very like self-help book yes. type of person. Well, let's roll then, man. <laughs> let's roll. <laughs> um, so man, I don't know, like I'm on a big Dave Ramsey kick. So if, okay. I don't know if you've yeah, 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 Dave I know Ramsey, yep, yep, but yep. his book is like super good if you want to get your finances into place. Yeah, he's great. I think Dave Ramsey's great. Yeah. I think so it's just, I think it's just smart. your, I think it's just your goals. Yeah. Right. Because I like Dave Ramsey and I like Grant Cardone and they hate each other. Well, I don't know if they like Dave Ramsey, like hates Grant Cardone, but I know right. Grant Cardone will just tell people like, I don't know. You know what I mean? He doesn't like him, but I, I like Dave Ramsey. Yeah. Um, another book is totally different, but Man's Search for Meeting. Okay. Yeah. Victor Frankl. Yeah. yeah. I got it up there. Love that one. That's a great one. Super good. Do you tell, do you have people, do you have people read that? I've recommended it a few times. Yeah. Yeah. What do you reckon? Well, like what does somebody have to say to you for you to recommend <laughs> that book? I don't know if they're looking for, well, I don't know. They're looking for a good book that. You really want to like I mean, learn it's something a, from. Yeah. I mean, it's a real life experience, right? Yeah. Victor Frankl like wrote from his heart, like yeah, some very deep 
things that I think we should all learn in life. Yeah. And that he had to learn in the most horrible situations. Yeah. Like lost his, lost his family. His, he didn't know his wife was, had passed away for a long time. Right. And thinking, how could you imagine that? Like going two years thinking that your wife is alive and that you're going to see her one day and then find out that That's she's passed away for how long was it? Like by the time he found out two, three, four years, something like that. Yeah. That's crazy. insanity. And then all of the things that he learns in that book. Yeah. That's crazy, man. So the, I mean, life's life when, you know, when life hits that down point, dude, you, there's a lot to learn. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So you picked psychology. I mean, you, you picked photography, but why'd you pick psychology? Hmm. I feel like that's a good degree, by the way. You could do anything yeah. with that one. I yeah. would go into sales and you'd probably slay it, bro. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, my end goal is to be a therapist. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I think, I think I had different reasons to go into that when I was younger. Okay. But now I'd say I really do enjoy the principles of psychology and therapy and just helping other people learn the tools they need to grow as a human being. Yeah. Therapists aren't there to save someone. They're there to give them the tools to save themselves. Yeah, for sure. I remember, have you worked with any of like the uh, like national suicide hotlines or anything like that? No. Okay. Not, I, not directly. No. Yeah. I worked, um, I signed up for crisis, the crisis text line to be a volunteer, like oh, yeah. crisis counselor via the text. Okay. Thing. Anybody can do that. And it's, and it's great. Some of them work, some of them were, they, they preached like self care because some of those text conversations got like real, real crazy, real fast. I'm sure. It was, but, but I mean, but that's one thing they taught, right? Like you're not there to solve any problems. You're just there to listen. Right. You know, they call them empathy MVPs. Yeah. I actually learned a ton, a ton from that. Like how to talk to people. Yeah. Which is I, important. <laughs> yeah. I mean like how did, cause you get like in sales, when you're talking about money, you get in hot conversations. Those, those conversations about money, you can, I've had people be my best friend, invite me over to dinner. And then as soon as we talk about money, I'm like their worst enemy. And you're like, dude, I can catch you off guard, man. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, it's like, what do you do, dude? Right. And, and you just, I mean, you use some of those skills that you got and you just talk with people, right? Yep. Do you find yourself using a lot of your psychology knowledge? I hate, I'm not, I don't want to say tactics, but like your knowledge, like how to deal with people. Yeah. Yeah, I have actually. <laughs> I mean, even myself, I'll admit that. Yeah. Like yeah how yeah. to deal with myself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a big one. Dude. It is a big one. That's, I think. People miss that. I think people do. And I don't think people put enough emphasis on self-care and self-love. Yeah. Why do you think? I think because we're kind of trained from the world to just think about, think about others and worry about others and give into this whole facade of, you know, I got to be the best. I got to be looking this way or feeling this sure, way all the sure. time. And if I'm not, then I'm broken, but we never t teach how to view yourself as not a broken vessel or a yeah. broken piece of whatever, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, that, that's particularly in our, in our culture where we're at in Utah. Yeah. It's very different. Did you feel like it's different growing up in Utah than, than it would be here? Did you ever find that would be the case? <laughs> Come on, hey, man. man. I, I mean, did. I didn't grow up in Utah, so yeah, it's, no, it's very different. It's super different. I noticed that. And I, yeah. when I first moved here, I was like, what is this culture? It's yeah. very <laughs> very different. <laughs> I'm from Iowa. Okay. Um, and then, you know, moved, lived in Oregon for a little bit and lived in 
some of like New Mexico and other places like that. Um, but mostly in the Midwest and, uh, yeah, dude, I just, it's just surprising how it, it's just fast here. Like that's how I describe it to people. It's very fast Yeah, and busy. Yeah. <laughs> like not a lot of stillness. Right. You know, and when you tell people like, Hey, just relax, man, you know, don't take, you know, it's not a big deal. They freak out. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're, they're, they're trained, they're, they're bred to keep up with each other. Yeah. I think that's another thing dealing with, you know, talking about making ourselves better. Right. When you grow up in a culture that you have to keep up with everyone else. Right. Keep up that look, that appearance. You put yourself on the bottom so many that's times and that's where people get lost. We're hard. We're, we're the hardest on ourselves as far as that goes. Yeah, I agree. Our mental health is directly related to ourself. Yeah. More than anybody mm. else. Yeah. Yeah, man. So you, but you want to be therapy. You think that's going to be the end goal or I don't think it's an end goal. I think it's just or, or something else I want to achieve. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be part of your, part of your menu. Yeah. Part of my life. That's going to be, that's really cool. I think, uh, I mean, there's, they're all booked, dude. I've talked to a few mental health, um, like therapists and, and people in that industry. And it's like, they can't, I mean, they can't see people fast enough. Right. Like there's not enough time in the I day, know. <laughs> you know, and it's sad for the, for those practitioners because most of them, I, well, yeah, most of them are, are gig economists, right? If they're not seeing somebody, they're not, but most of them are also like, they, they don't work 40 hours a week. Because it's, because it's hard. Right. You almost because, can't yeah, you go you insane. Can. You can't. <laughs> it's too much. I, I mean, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like it, they should, and I don't think they should. Right. Because it's, that would just be way too much. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I see, I see those, some of these, you know, practitioners just going right to the edge and it's just, and there's not enough. And I think the pandemic really kind of helped people see like that there is more to it. Yeah. Like that they need that they yeah. need. That, that, you know yeah, I, mean? I agree. Why, why did that happen? Because you know why here? Because of, because of people, when when things stopped like they did in the pandemic, people were at home. People didn't want to turn on the TV. They were so they had to sit with their thoughts, right. and that's worse than the news, man. Oh, so totally. If you haven't dealt with it, right? <laughs> you know? Right, you can't distract yourself anymore with people oh. because. You couldn't see people. You can't. Yeah, you couldn't distract <laughs> yourself with people. Every time you turned on social media or the news, oh, or, yeah, it was just terrible. Totally, it was terrible, and it was like you couldn't you couldn't keep up with anything that was going on. No, so, jeez, <laughs> dude, that's crazy, man. So for you as a as a, you know a business owner, an entrepreneur, somebody who like really took the leap, what are, what are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned in the in your time as a business owner? Um, I would say one of my biggest lessons I've learned is like perseverance, just like it's hard being an entrepreneur, especially the first few months, because you're not guaranteed any income. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I had a few bad months where I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. You yeah. know, like, should I continue or should I just <laughs> go back and get a nine to five job? Yeah. So I think persevering is like a huge um, like asset that anyone could have as an entrepreneur yeah, and just, you know, keep pursuing it and keep moving forward even when it is tough because it'll work out. Yeah. I think, I think that's a big one, dude. Like, um, 
making sure that you can just move on. What are some of like the, and this is interesting because what are some of like the psychology knowledge that you have? What are some of the, the tricks that you use to like push through the hard times? Like, what are some of the things that you do? <laughs> like, what are some of the things you tell yourself? Like when you were in these bad months, like what right. were you saying to yourself? Interesting. Um, so there's a lot of like, so I've worked through like a lot of, I guess, self doubt. Okay. Um, yeah. So there was a lot of that tied to my business. Like, when am I, I good enough? Yeah. Am I good enough? Am I actually a good photographer? <laughs> you know, yeah, dude. does anyone want to hire me? Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting because I didn't experience that before until becoming a photographer full time. And then I was like, Oh, that's a weird I need feeling. to work on this. Yeah. Like I need to be more confident in who I am and what I, what I have to offer and my product. And I think that took a few months. It took a, a mentor that I hired as well. And mm. She's been super awesome. Yeah. Well, who's your mentor? Um, Anna MP. She's part of the connect. That, uh, yeah. It well. sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. I've actually seen a couple of her. I've heard she's very, yeah. she's very good. I love her. Yeah. So she really helped me on that aspect of just being comfortable and being confident in who I am and how I do business. I don't consider myself a salesman whatsoever. Sure. sure. I hate like doing sales. So <laughs> yeah. I was like, how am I going to establish this, you know, business as me? And I'm much more of like a, let's sit down one-on-one. -on -one. I want to get to know you. Who are you? Where you come from? Yeah. Like, what can I do for you yeah. type of person? And I think I finally kind of figured that out with my business on how to just be like, super authentic mm -hmm. with people. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I want them to feel that, you know? Yeah. Well, those are the best salespeople. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think that, and I know that sales got a bad rap. Right. Um, I mean, I, I taught, like I used to train car salesmen and when I would bring in a new set of car salesmen, I, I actually learned this trick from an old trainer, like my trainer. Um, and he, you know, I would bring in a new group of salesmen and I would say like, okay, like the first question would be like, Hey, what do you, what comes to your mind when I say car salesman and everybody, like they had just signed the contract and you know, they're saying like sleazy liar, sketchy. And I'm like, well, that's the, that's the profession you literally just signed up for. Right. And so how do we like get rid of that? Right. And so authenticity and empathy like really helps us break that down. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody, has to call themselves a salesman, but at some point you got to be able to, you got to be able to sit down with somebody and have a conversation about money and exchange value for something. Right. And how do you do that? Right. Right. And everybody says, no, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? The price is always like when I, the price is always too high. They always have to go talk to somebody that, you know, that, you know, it, they totally. found a better deal somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Like that's always happened. What else are they supposed to say? Right. They're supposed to give you their wallet. No, dude, we got to talk. We got to talk. this <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know right. What I'm saying? Um, that's really cool though. I like that. Uh, because I think that people should, um, invest in training, training, mentors, books, whatever you got to do. Yeah, I agree for sure. So what, what helped you overcome that? Uh, I mean, obviously you had the coach, but, but what were some of the the tricks and, and things that you learned, um, to overcome that kind of like salesy feel like authenticity, but break it down for me. Um, I try my hardest to like get in with a conversation with someone if they're interested, if I've never met them. So whether that's like direct messaging them or a phone call just so that they know 
who I am, what I, you know, sound like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, how I interact, at least even over a phone. So that's helped me, I think, be a little bit more authentic. And then just being vulnerable on social media, I've kind of played around with that in the Connect Utah group Mm -hmm. and just sharing part of my, my story of who I am and where I've come from with my photography and how it's helped me in my life. And so sharing that I think has helped other people realize, you know, who I am. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot easier when you know who you're buying from. Yeah, exactly. You know, what, who was it? Simon Sinek wrote, people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Right. You know, and, uh, and we taught that in the, in the car world and in the software world, like, you know, X, X percent, you know, we used to say a higher number just to skew to statistics because 60% of the time it works every time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But we would say like, you know, 80% of customers buy from people they like over price and product. Yeah. You know, if they, if they're comfortable with you, like we were selling Hondas and most of the time people were comparing Honda, maybe Toyota, maybe uh, like Nissan or Subaru or something like that. All like really good cars. And so we would just tell people that and be like, sounds like you're making a really hard choice, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like this is going to suck for you. Right. But, you know, let me tell you why, like, we're different. And then it was all, you know, your value proposition was always something about you. Of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, sure, you can get your headshot done wherever. Right. But are you going to get, are you going to get this? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and people like that, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're, they're drawn to that. So like when you, you know, I've seen a few of your posts on connect Utah, but I'm not as active as I, as I used to be on there. I'll throw something up every once in a while, but sure. Like when you tell, when you talk about your story, like, like share that, do you feel comfortable sharing that? Will you buy? Sure. <laughs> sure. I could. Yeah. Yeah. I could share that. Um, so a few years back I was kind of in dark space mentally and emotionally and I took up photography for myself. So I did actually a lot of self portraits and those self portraits really explained kind of where I was at mentally in a very visual way. And I created the whole community on Instagram with it. Wow. Yeah. I still have that account. I just am not active on it right now, but okay. (laughs) Um, but I would often share things that have either happened to me or challenges that I was going through. I was very, very, very open and vulnerable as far as that goes. And it allowed me to connect to other people on a very deep level. Um, people that I've never met, yeah, but were appreciative of that. So that's really where my photography, I felt like kind of took off was because it became a therapy for me. Yeah. It became a therapeutic practice for me. And so I really, I don't know, flourished with that. And that's what I want for other people. I want this to be an experience that you can take away and feel more confident and better about yourself because we're photographing you a certain way, Yeah, you know, and you're feeling comfortable in front of camera Yeah, and hopefully confident in front of me as well, because (laughs) I'm a friendly, nice person. So (laughs) yeah, and not a creep or anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And no judgment. Like I don't care what your background is or what you look like or sexual orientation or gender or whatever. Like I'm here to support you. Yeah. And you know what? I love, I love that about artists. Right. And what, you know, um, everybody makes fun of art degrees until you need them. Right. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Everybody's like, why would you be a photographer until you need a really good, until you try to take a headshot with your phone. Right. doesn't work. (laughs) Trust me. It does not work. (laughs) Or you try to like edit it on yourself. Yeah. Like, dude, no way. Like creatives. Like, that's what I like about this. And I, and I, and, um, I get to interview like a lot of creatives, like, 
musicians and photographers. And I love that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, digital like marketing and, um, or like digital design, like those kind of creators. Cause it's all, it's all, we all make fun of it. Right. You went to, you got an art degree until you need somebody to do something on like Photoshop. Right. <laughs> Good. Bro, I tried to learn Photoshop on my own and it was terrible. <laughs> I mean, I got a little bit of it. Right. But dude, it's that's hard, man. It is. It's a that's learning ridiculous. curve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a lot of respect for for creatives and artists and photography because it's also, yeah, I mean, there's and what people don't get is like what's the difference between a really good picture and a really bad picture? And I, and it's the feeling that goes into that picture. It's the love that goes into that picture. That's what I think. Yeah, I agree. It's like, I can make the same meal as my mom, but it doesn't taste good. And the, and because I think that's a real ingredient. Like I'm not, I'm not joking. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I totally agree. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't love, I don't love taking pictures. So I know I, normally they're bad pictures. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. But yeah, it's fine with me. But, then, but that's when you, but that's why I appreciate it though. Yeah. Cause there's something like very, um, very special about, uh, hiring somebody who loves what they do. Yeah. You can tell that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And people notice it like what, you know, I just keep going back to that. Like, why was mine so bad? You're so good. I had the same camera, you know what I mean? Cause yeah. you don't love it, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's great, man. So what's this? Um, how did you create this community on Instagram? Um, like, like, I mean, I mean, you don't, you don't have to get like, you yeah, can tell me as much or as little as you want, but sure. like, that's interesting. Um, you just started posting stuff and yeah. bringing people in and, and how big did it get? Um, I'd say not got, that that matters, but right. I'm just curious. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Um, I mean, it kind of started Instagram and Facebook. I was part of another group on Facebook of other photographers and we did this photography challenge where we took a photo every day for 15 days straight with a different theme. So started posting those. That's when I really got into like themed photo shoots and emotion cool. and all that jazz. So anyway, so, um, yeah, I think with that, it just kind of like started taking off with my hashtags and the stories I was sharing. I think people were looking for something to connect with. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool, man. Cause I like, and that's the other thing. Um, when you're talking about like building a following, like you can't force that. No, you know, <laughs> no, <laughs> you know nor was I going to. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. It wasn't about the following actually. It was just me getting my, yeah. my think my emotions out there, I guess. Yeah. So, cause that always reminds me, actually one of the best books I've read. Um, are you familiar with Mark Manson? Uh, sounds familiar. The subtle art of not giving a F. I've heard of I that, don't but say I haven't. That's okay. <laughs> I've heard of it, but I haven't okay, read the, it. That, that, so he wrote two. He wrote the subtle art, and then everything is effed. Okay. He loves the F word, but it, who doesn't? Uh, <laughs> it makes it. Listen, I did. <laughs> I did one open mic, and I know that the F word makes everything funnier. <laughs> when it, when you use it the right way but uh anyway this book the first chapter of the book is like don't try okay and the whole point and then the whole point of the the title is to like don't force things like yeah. just start like start doing things that you love and come from a place of you and like you know things will i mean if you love it and you do it for what you love like people will come right right people end up because they, they, you know, like I said, like, like we were talking about, they feel that. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? They, they feel that. So other than, cause I, cause I like to talk about books. We, we normally, 
I, I normally like to talk about that because uh, I don't think people read enough, man. I agree. I, even if you just listen to a book. Right. Just do something, man. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, as far as like self-help books, you know, you mentioned Man's Search for Meaning. And I like that one because I'm pretty stoic. Okay. Um, so that, that one comes up in, in stoicism quite a bit. Um, but what others do you, do you like? Um, uneducated. Have you read that one? No, I've heard of that one though. That one's a big one. I've heard a lot. There's a lot of buzz around that one. That one's really good. What is it about? Um, so it's about a young woman growing up in Idaho who lived, lived with her parents who didn't like let her go to public school. So her whole family was very like homeschooled, (laughs) but also, yeah, but also very strict on what they were allowed to do as far as like learn anything or they just worked on the farm. Like they just, they weren't allowed to go to college. They were kind of into some funky stuff. No kidding. Are yeah, you Yeah, Like serious? it was really, it's a really fascinating book. I think, wow. I think you would like it. I don't know. Oh, there you go. I'm but down. I loved it because it was anyway, like her, I guess, overcoming that challenge and eventually leaving and breaking away from a family that was toxic essentially. Yeah. You got to leave that man. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. That's crazy. Like they wouldn't go to the doctors, the hospital. Like they were very like, we do everything at home. Whether you you break a bone or half stitches, like mom will do it for you. you Yeah. It was crazy. That reminds me of the, there's a little, there's like a Buddhist parable. So this monk meets the the Buddha at, at the edge of a lake and he goes, you know, he says to the Buddha, like, I've been practicing the city of levitation for 40 years and I've achieved the ability to walk on water. Okay. And the Buddha goes, that's great, but the, the fairy's a nickel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you missed your opportunity. <laughs> like take, like, take, like, wasted the, your time. <laughs> yeah. When you could have been doing something that like I can, you know, I can walk. Yeah. But, you know, right. but the fairy's a nickel. Crazy. <laughs> Why would you ever do that to yourself? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> So that, wow, that, that's, that'd be a crazy book, man. Yeah, that was good. I think that reading opens your mind. Okay. I become a lot more open-minded just reading books. And you know what's crazy? I started reading books that, that I thought I would, I would agree with. Like I started reading books very close-minded. Right. Like I'm only going to read this book because I think the author agrees with what I think. Like very much, what's that? Unconscious bias. Right, right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And even reading those, I was like, I started like, holy crap, this is not what I thought. And it did start opening my mind. Yeah. I think, I think reading is the best way to, to just get out of your head, man. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I think, uh, I think that's great. Did you have to read, what was your reading like when you were a psychology major? Textbooks on textbooks. <laughs> just, te- just textbooks. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we did read actually Man's Search for Meaning. That's where I read it in college. Okay. So we did have some outside books like that that were really influential, but yeah. mostly textbooks. So I actually took a break from reading for quite a quite a while because yeah, I burned out from undergrad. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to read anything. Right. And now I'm starting to enjoy it and Again, look yeah. into it. And yeah. yeah. Well, I started reading my self-help books and, and other like biographies because I, in accounting is the same thing. I basically got like a mini law degree because a lot of it is just the accounting law and what you have to do. Right. And, um, and so like I read those books to get out of my accounting textbooks, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those are freaking boring. So do I'm you, sure. have, so, um, in your, um, in your profession, you know, you have your mentor, do you have any other business professionals that you look up to? Maybe any, 
any people on social media or like uh, people around here that you look up to in business? Mm. Anybody you follow pretty closely? Um, yeah, actually, Brooke Lark. I don't okay. know if you've heard of her. Yeah. She's a really big photographer. She does a lot of food photography. Okay. She's worked with huge clients. And so she's wow. kind of my inspiration because yeah. she's where I want to be in that's a co- great. couple years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get there, man. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Get there, dude. That's great. I I, th- I think that that's cool. And I and you know what? Uh, back to this idea of like cr- how cool creators are and artists are. Yeah. Like um, you know, you you never you'd never think that they that they would hire an artist like that to do their food commercials. Right. But like they pay big money to those food photographers. Oh. To yeah. make it look good. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally. You can't just take those magazines and books. Dude, you can't snap a picture of that <laughs> burger you just got, bro. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I think there's some crazy jobs out there that people get just because they're doing what they love. Yeah. Totally like, like you can't put, if you want to put food photographer on your tax return, you're going to have to, you're going to have to be some serious, you got to have to do some serious work and, oh, and work know. really hard. And that's good, man. Oh, I know. I tried food photography for a second. How hard was it? <laughs> so hard. <laughs> I mean, I spent four hours taking like pictures of like four or five different, no, like three different foods. That's really? it. <laughs> you're right. I was like, well, I got some really good images, but it took me four hours to do four that. Four hours. Yeah. With the help of like two friends as well. Yeah. It wasn't just no a, kidding. a solo thing. Yeah. That's great. I think that that another thing people should do. You should do something that, it's that you think. Out of your it, element. Yeah. It's out of your element, but you, I think people should do things that they think are easy. Like, oh dude, anybody can do oh. that. I'd be like, yeah, go try it, man. Yeah. You got to make my picture look just as good as that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's very, that's one of the best, uh, that's one of the best experiences I tell people. I, you know, I, I think uh, there's something very sacred about getting your ass kicked. Yeah. And I mean that, you know, not like, I don't think you should go put yourself in a bad spot. I'm just meaning, you know, you know, do something that, that, you know, you're going to lose at, right. Like, you know, you're going to lose, or at least, you know, that like, you're not going to win. You know, I think there is a middle ground where you're like, right. I don't know. I don't know if I won that, but I didn't lose that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that I was really something. But that was really hard and I appreciate it now. Right. Exactly. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I got a question for you. Sure. <clears throat> so this is just my observation. Sure. So jump in and correct me if I'm wrong. All right. So what do you think that the difference is between like, if we're all just sitting around, well, you're a professional, but if we're <laughs> just a group of friends are sitting around, they take pictures of each other. Sure. They're just laughing and giggling and. BSing, mm-hmm. but when somebody like take me back to the most uncomfortable days, like school pictures mm-hmm. or wedding pictures, or when you're behind, when you're looking at a professional taking your picture, people really look at themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they critique them. They, well, my hair is not good. This isn't good. Oh, yeah, that's not good. But I mean, you walk two doors down and you're just BSing with your friends. No one gives a crap what you look like, and you're snapping photos. And right, what do you what do you think? Why do you think people feel so much more vulnerable in front of a professional like you? That's a good question. Um, I think probably this, I think everyone kind of puts themselves on this like expectation scale, right? That we have to, we expect to be and look a certain way in a certain situation. So for like a business headshot, yeah, I have to look perfect. Otherwise no one will hire me. (laughs) But when you're at your friend's house, 
you don't have expectations. You're having yeah. fun. Yeah. You're, you know, joking around, you're playing games, but you usually don't go in with, well, I have the expectation that I need to look <laughs> the prettiest I ever have in front of my right. friends tonight right. yeah. while we watch a movie. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we just get intimidated, especially because, you know, when you're looking straight through the eye of the camera, like yeah. that could be intimidating. I'm intimidated by that. I don't like my picture taken unless if <laughs> I'm taking it. Taken so that's why I don't usually let anyone take my yeah, picture. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's kind of like the sacred thing. I don't know. How do you, how do you help people get through um, like camera shyness? Yeah. Well, I love sitting people down um, before a session starts. So especially for headshots. So I usually have them sit down in my like common area and I just have a conversation with them. I yeah. want to get to know them. Yeah. And then that kind of eases the nerves a little bit because now they know who I am. Now, a little, now I know a little bit about who they are, what they do, what they're needing these photos for. And then just during the shoot, I make sure, I mean, I'm really not a words of affirmation kind of guy, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it yeah. starts to come out as a photographer. And so I'm just like, girl, you look gorgeous. I don't know what you're talking about. And then I like try to find the good angles and be like, yeah, you look really good at this angle. Like, yeah, let's yeah, keep yeah. it just, up. Yeah, keep, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then show them some images as we're going. And they're like, yeah, I really like that. Or, oh, I don't like how I look here. Okay, let's change it. Let's, yeah, let's, let's do yeah, something about it. it. Yeah. I'm not going to just take your photo <laughs> and give you a photo back. And you're like, well, that kind of sucked. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to mention that earlier. That's probably one of the hardest things I thought when like going into business is like, cause I came from like a very, um, you know, very like, like I said before, like stoic background. And so a lot of that is like, uh, you know, and, and it sounds like you have similar opinions, like, you know, we don't really care about what other people think. Right. We live our life. We, we do what we do, what we do, you right. know, very much that unless you're selling something, then the market tells you what you're worth and tells you if it's good or not. Right. And that's hard for, I mean, that's a hard lesson. You know what I mean? To yeah. learn. How did you, how did you work through that? with your background and, and with your, you know, with your skills. I think that was one of my struggles to be honest. And that's yeah. what my mentor helped me out with. <laughs> yeah. It, it kind of comes down to pricing. Cause all of a sudden okay. like your pricing, you put a value to it. And then all of a sudden you put a value to yourself and your skill. Yeah. And you're like, that's tough. If I don't make money this month, then I must not be a good photographer. Yeah. If I make a lot of money this month, I must be a good photographer. Yeah. It's like a really weird situation that you ought to, <laughs> you do kind of have to detach yourself. Yeah. You have to detach yeah. yourself and be like, and be confident in that. So yeah. she really helped me because I was, you know, charging half of what I was charging now kind of thing. Yeah. 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 And because just trying to get jobs. Cause I yeah. was like, I just need someone to hire me. And I was like desperate. Yeah. I need, yeah. I need and someone, I was yeah. acting desperate. I mean, and people yeah. pick up on that. Yeah. Whether you think so or not, like oh, yeah, yeah, either yeah, subconsciously 100%. when you're acting desperate, like you'll do anything, you'll bug them five times a day just to like get the job. And now I'll walk away if you don't respond to me yeah. <laughs> because guess <laughs> what? I you. have another client that's going to come and appreciate what I yeah, have to offer. Dude. Yeah. I don't need to beg. I don't need to lower my prices for you. I don't need to, yeah. you know, I, I could yeah. do extra favors just because I don't. Yeah. Cause yeah, you asked. Cause, yeah, cause <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause I'm worth it. Right. right you got to bleed a premium. Yeah. And I told people, uh, I call it commission breath Yeah, and people can smell it. Yeah. Like, yeah, they can tell, they tell, they can tell when you're doing it. And you know, what's weird that the, the, the weirdest thing about pricing is, is if you charge too little, 
there's like a sweet spot. If you charge too much people, you know, yeah. depending on your clients, they, they run away, but they also run away if you charge too little and oh, they're totally. like, what's, what's wrong with it? Right. It's so you got to find this weird middle ground. Yes. The perfect <laughs> the pricing, pricing where they're the like, pricing. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's yeah. For what it's worth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, um, cause I learned that we had the craziest experience. Um, I don't know if you've, have you ever bought a car? Like a new car or used car at a dealership? Yeah, but I, a lease. So it's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit. Okay. But did, are you from, have you ever heard of a company called True Car? No. So, so True Car is, a, it is this company that uh, gives you the, like, shows you what all the cars have sold, that specific car has sold for in that market. And then tells you, like, this is a great deal. This is a good deal. This is a bad deal. Kind of gives you, like, a curve. Oh, interesting. Right? And so we, like, we call it, you know, they were True Car customers. And they were the customers who wanted, like, we thought before we were actually trained, we thought they were just, like, they want the cheapest deal and they don't care and they, they'll tell us to get out. But when we had a true car representative come and train us on their product, they, she said something I'll never forget and I'll always train on. She's, a, she's like, people aren't looking for the best deal. She's like, people are looking for the right car and a fair price. Right. She's just fair. Like, and I was like, dude, that totally changed how I interacted with people. Right. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm going to be fair with you. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not going to like gouge you. All right. But I'm not also, I'm, you know, like you said, I'm also not going to go down here. Yeah, exactly. Because that's not fair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got a good product. I got a fair price. And then I love what you said about that. I'll walk away. Yeah. I love that confidence, bro. That's what, that's what sales is. Yeah. Like, I don't have to chase you. Right. I got five people lined up waiting outside <laughs> right now, man. Right. <laughs> I have a schedule. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You don't want to, if you don't want to book me, that's fine. Man. That's fine. How many, let me ask you this. Sure. Have you, you've done that before to people. You've, you've walked away. Right. If they haven't, if they haven't said, yeah, have they, have you had people come back and come back and ask for the deal or pay your prices? Um, yeah, actually, or hire me for something else, but paid my prices. Yeah. So it was like really strange. Cause yeah, I was like, for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. They were like, yeah, I had this one lady actually <laughs> still weird, <laughs> tell me, tell me. but from connect Utah out of all places. And <laughs> she, I do a monthly subscription thing. And I, I feel like I don't really charge that much right now for what I'm offering, Sure. but custom photos every month for any small business so that they're getting content every month or every other month, whatever you want to do. Um, so she had talked to me about it or we had talked about it over the phone and she's just like, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, we'll do it. And then she like got all, you know, ghosted you weird and then ghosted and then like, you know, just never signed the contract. Like. Hey, are we going to do this? Like, or not? Yeah. yeah. And then just never worked out. Well, I'm offering senior pictures now. And she comes back and is like, Hey, I want to hire you for my daughter's senior pictures. I was like, Okay, cool. Well, I need a deposit because I'm not playing games anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Good for (laughs) you. Good for you. We're going to set a date and time. She's like, Okay, cool. Yeah. Let me send it to you right now. I was like, what? Sweet. You like balked on my other, yeah. the, my other deal or whatever. Yeah. But then all of a sudden when you need senior pictures, like, okay, <laughs> Dude, for it works for me. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and I appreciate her by the way. I don't mean to like, she's an awesome person actually. And I really like her and I'm excited to work with her and her daughter, but it was just so strange to me. No, no, that, no, no. Like I mean, she came back. Yeah. <laughs> no. And, and I don't, and I don't think your story illustrated that at all, but it did get, get to the point of like confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I hate the word close, but I use it cause that's the only word that I'm uh, that I know. <laughs> but like that's a, but the, I, you know, they call it the takeaway close. 
Yeah. That's a great one. Like I can't pay for it. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. You know, and then they, and then people, you know, because there is something like that, that they get into like that kind of like that scarcity or like that, oh, it must be really worth that. You know, if they're not going to chase me. Right. Right. Then it must be worth something. It's just this weird kind of thing that goes on. And people said, yeah, because I've done the same thing. Like, you know, I can't afford that. All right. You know, I appreciate that. Thanks for letting me know. Have a great day. Like what? You're not going to negotiate with me? Nope. Uh, not really, man. I don't really need to. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> you said no. So yeah, no. yeah. 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 <laughs> um, that's great, dude. That's a great story. Good. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I know. And I mean, um, because when, when, you know, when you're, when you're confident in yourself, people like confidence. Yeah. Who was that? I read a book. Um, oh, it's called presence, Amy Cuddy. And she wrote a book and people judge you for off of, uh, competence and confidence. So like, um, do you know, and do you care? Mm. Cause if you don't like, and they, and they lean more people, she said people lean more towards confident or, um, um, confidence and competence. I might be getting that wrong. The, the words wrong, but like the thing is, is like, do you know, and do you care? And they lean more towards, do you care? But right. they also, but they also aren't gonna, you can care a lot and not know enough. Right. <laughs> so you you better, know what I'm saying? Better so you, have both. <laughs> but, but you have to have both. And that's, yeah. but that's how people base um, their impressions on. Yeah. And so I thought that was really cool Yeah, because people like if like, okay, he knows, you know, does he know? Yeah, he knows, man. You know, he knows like what he's worth. He knows what he's doing. He knows, right. you know, <laughs> and that's worth something. Yeah. That's really cool, man. So, so I know that you just started your business. Um, but what is a piece of advice that you would give to somebody who maybe would, you know, was in the position that you were in, in like Costco, like, what would you tell somebody like that? Who's just looking for something to, to push them, you know, into their dream? What would you, what would you tell them? Um, I would tell them, don't be scared to fail. Ooh, yeah. that's good, good one, bro. Don't be scared to fail because you will. Cause <laughs> yeah, well you will. <laughs> go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And I think that's what holds a lot of people back especially if you are maybe in a nine to five, which no shame, that's totally cool. But yeah, if yeah, you're thinking yeah. about getting out of that, it's the failure part, right? That we're mm-hmm. scared of. We're scared of taking a leap of faith and just plummeting. And guess what? <laughs> you might plummet, but you could also bounce back. So yeah, yeah. I think you should push forward. That's no great, what. man. That's great. Yeah. Like what you said, um, yeah. Nine to fives aren't bad, man. Like I said, like I said, with that comment that, that was made earlier. Yeah. I loved it. I still, I actually still have one because I love what I do. I love sales. I love being a part of a team. I love that part of like, um, a team that sometimes you can only get when you, uh, are in a, are in a kind of a nine to five. Totally. So I do, I do all three. I, I do my podcast. I do my nine to five and I do my online, uh, entrepreneur CBD business thing. Nice. So yeah. That's awesome. Actually. Yeah. It's right there. Cool. If you want, if you want some, it's CBD. Oh, cool. There's no THC in it. Okay. <laughs> There's no THC. I don't do that. Um, yeah, you're welcome to it if you want. If not, no worries. But uh, I appreciate it, Lawrence. Yeah. This has been really fun. Yeah, this has been. Thank you so much. Yeah. So how do we find you? How do people find you? Okay. So you can find me on my website, boswellphotography.us. Yeah. I'll um, post this all in the description. Instagram, boswellphotography.us. <laughs> Facebook. Boswellphotography.us. That's great, though. Good. All over. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's how you can find me. There you go. Yeah. I, in fact, I, I think Good, man. I think it. I just connected with you on Instagram. Awesome. Yeah. You're a great photographer. Thanks. Great. Thank you so much for being here, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me.